Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. You want to see God break through? Where would you go? Then are you willing? You have to be willing and obedient to eat of the good of the land. You have to be willing. The problem is most people think God's not willing. He is willing. He is waiting for you to get willing. Glory to God. Glory to God. Man, oh man, oh man. By the way, I just want to tell you this. I got to tell you this. When Pastor Zona is referring to me not being a good tipper. <laughs> that was years ago. You know, when I was having to have a garden, hoeing, not because I wanted one. You know, and God told me, God told me. Now, I had to use Zona to work on me through the years to perfect that. He said, the trouble with you, Ronnie, is you're stingy. And I said, what do you mean I'm stingy? To have enough for my four no more? Because we only had two children at the time. He said, precisely, that's all you've ever asked me for. That's skinny faith. Poor thinking. Poor people love, and you've been taught, and been lo- you love security. You know why? Because fallen human nature is lazy and self-centered. Well, I'm preaching right now. Just leave me alone. I have to stand up through the whole service. So just cool your jets. If you study the life of rich people, they are not looking for security. They're looking for liberty. They want freedom. Your liberty is, or I'll say it this way, your security is found in your liberty. But you can't tap into liberty whom the Son sets free is free indeed. That means you're going to have to operate in his kind of faith. We need to understand that. We sang these songs. These songs are handpicked. The reason why we sang these songs is some of them, I, I have them sing over and over and over and over again. You know why? Because in the middle of the night, I want this song to rattle in your head. Okay? I want them to, I want them to go over and over in your spirit. Glory to God. <laughs> I've been having one rolling around in me. We haven't sung in a long time. and uh, But it's about, he set me free and he twirled me around. You know which one, the, the master or something? You know, I, I just want you to realize that we're not beating the air here. 
A number of years ago, the Lord instructed me. I was at a meeting. We're gonna, I'm going to let you sit down in a minute. You're going to be glad you stood. We were in a minister's meeting. In fact, it was at KCM, Kenneth Copeland Ministries. They were speaking, and they were talking about the church in the last days. And anyway, the name of the church at that time was Faith Gospel Fellowship. And I heard sound off in me. God says, I want you to change the name of the church to Omega Church. And I thought, dear God, it wasn't but just 10 years ago or so that we had changed it. He says, I want you to change it because I want you to understand that I'm raising up this ministry for the last days. He didn't say Alpha and Omega. He told me Omega. Here's the thing that you need to understand. The pastoral gift is one of the five ministry gifts to equip. Not to do it for you, but to equip the saints. We live in the last days. In fact, we live at the last of the last days. So what we're doing here is equipping you. If you knew how much the devil is afraid of you believing God, you'd put the pedal to the metal. Okay? Now, you're no match for the devil by yourself. He'll eat your lunch and pop your sack if you're not careful. But if you approach him, just like David ran to meet Goliath, he says, you come to me with a sword and spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. Okay? Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you right now. I thank you that none of us are going to leave. Even those that are viewing by live stream are not physically here but they're focused in on what you're doing here this morning. Father, I thank you right now that none of us will leave the way we came. Now, Lord, we clear our minds. Say, I clear my mind. I open my heart for the entrance of your word will bring light to me in this dark generation. In Jesus' name, Give three people a high five or a handshake or something and let them know you're glad that they're here and then you may be seated. Glory to God. If you're here for the very first time, we want to say thank you for being here. And uh, we have a special gift just for those that are their very first time here. And someone in the lobby, or one of our host team, be glad to assist you with that. We want to make sure we get it to you. Just a, uh, something to help you to, to say thank you for being here. Those that are viewing by live stream, we want to say thank you for being with us as well. And those that are viewing uh, by live stream for the very first time, thank you for being here as well. We believe that the Word of God will prevail over every situation and every circumstance. Glory to God. 
I'm, I'm excited. I don't know about you, but I am excited. These are tough days. Listen to what Jesus said. Jesus said, in the world, you will have trouble. But be of good cheer, for I've overcome the world. Now, why did he say that? Because if he overcame it, he overcame it so you could overcome it. I'm going, I'm going to, we're going to go in a minute, and I think we'll just leave the, everybody to stay in here, all right? This past week, on Thursday, Pastor Zona was, we've been teaching on, or the whole subject for the last, I don't know, five, six weeks has been faith. And she was teaching on faith that won't let go. And if you haven't heard it, you need to go back and get it. Uh, and you can get that at omegachurch.com. But I want to show you some, a couple of things here. It's just really, I, I think it's just too, too important to pass by. Faith is our connection to the Lord and to the will of God. It connects you. Okay. In fact, I used to say, I used to say that faith is God's spiritual medium of exchange. We exchange a spiritual substance. When we use that spiritual substance... We're exchanging it to bring it out of a realm you cannot see into a realm you can see. Just like money. Money is a medium of exchange. By the way, you better start using God's money pretty soon. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just get, telling you, I, I got just, I'll just go down the list. All right? The don'ts. In the Bible, My, a lot of people get caught up in the don'ts. The don'ts in the Bible. Are not hard. When you mix it with faith. They're hard when you don't mix it with faith. Now, I listen carefully. I'm going to make some bold statements here. You have been trained religiously to expect to sin on a daily basis. Now, I know what the scripture says. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But I want you to listen to this. Nowhere does it said we sin daily and come short of the glory of So now we get up and we expect some kind of failure. I'm not telling you that I haven't done that several days in a row. You've got to take your faith to another level. So the don'ts in the Bible are not hard when you mix it with faith. Now here's an interesting, this is just, this just, she was talking about mixing. What you're hearing from the Word of God with faith. Hebrews 4 tells us that the Word of God did not 
profit them because they did not mix it with faith in them that heard it. You got to mix it with faith. We'll get into that in a minute. But listen to this. Follow the recipe of God's word. I didn't say follow the trend of the day. It didn't say follow the opinions of everybody. It didn't even say follow the insecurities that you have in yourself. She said follow the recipe of God's word. When you do that, you're always going to come out with what God said. Always. God doesn't fail. When there's a failure, it's a failure for us not to mix what we've heard with faith. The faith of God is diligent. It's not casual. How many of you ever found a, a, a recipe box and you wanted, to, you wanted that certain type of cake or whatever it may be, brownies, whatever, and you got sidetracked with a bunch of phone calls texts or maybe somebody's there visiting you and you just kind of just and you miss something in the recipe that you didn't recognize you didn't know it at the time put it in the oven and say well, what happened you started to blame the recipe on the box you started to pay blaming the, the you know uh, my oven's not working the oven can't make it taste good. Uh, it, you can't, you start blaming everybody and everything, and you didn't diligently, conscientiously look at the recipe on the box. You were sidetracked. Jesus tells us in Mark chapter 4 that there are those that are going to be hearing the word but the deceitfulness of riches, the lust of other things, uh, what's the third one? Cares of this world. All of those are distractions. So you have to diligently, everybody say diligently. Hebrews 11.6, just listen carefully. Hebrews 11.6 says this. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Present tense. Right now. And that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Has to be diligent. Can't be casual. You know, I've pastored for decades now. And I'm going to tell you right now, the majority of, of, the, of, that, of the generation that and past, everybody say past, thinks if I show up when I feel like it and it's comfortable and when it's easy. I'm not just talking about the church. I'm talking about showing up with, with God because a lot of people don't, show, don't even think about, about God until Sunday morning. That's not you. But there are a lot of people. And that's, that's casual. You can't be casual with what I'm talking about. 
You have to be diligent. I promise you, if you're married, and you take your relationship casually, pretty soon you won't have one. We, we can't be casual. And the more, he tells us, the more we see this day approaching that we're living in. The more. Okay. I'm going to... Let me give you this. This will be the last quote from her today. Maybe. Don't let others people other other people's thing don't let it become your thing. You understand what I'm saying? Don't let what other people are their insecurities become yours. Their fears become yours. By the way, I want to help you real quickly right here. I understand the intent, but sometimes our, our intentions are not sufficient. Quit naming fear as yours. Listen carefully. It's already, she's already quoted that today, this verse. God hath not given us a spirit of fear. Why would you claim something that God didn't give you? So it's not your fear. Even in our Christian songs sometimes, if they just tweak them just a little bit, that's why they need a good pastor. And a lot of singers don't have good pastors. Or some of them don't even have pastors. They need to be tweaked. It's not my fear. Because God didn't give it to me. Fear is of the devil. So you shouldn't say my fears. Because when you say my fears, you're claiming it. You're, you're taking possession. It belongs to me. Shout me down because the preach is so good. All right. That was all preliminary. I want to go in to share some things with you. Second Thessalonians, this is what it says. We're going to talk about overcoming faith. Second Thessalonians. Uh, I'll give you the exact verse here in a bit. Chapter 4. No, 2nd. Excuse me. I got it totally wrong. 1st Timothy chapter 4. 1st Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. It says, In the last days, there will be some who give heed. You know what heed means? They, they pay attention to. They give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now, I don't know where you've been, but if you've been paying any attention, there has been seducing spirits and doctrines of devils where they're not even hiding it anymore. So you live in the last days. That right there ought to tell you, you live in the last days. Now, seducing is very important to understand. Seducing means it's seductive. It's, 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 it's got a sly way. Zona was telling me, she told me a story 
years ago. I think she heard it off the radio. In which, which I don't think you ought to be doing this. This lets you know the type of people you're dealing with. But a husband and a wife had a python snake as a pet. You can tell they haven't been following the Bible. That went real big. I must have hit somebody that's got a pet snake. And uh, she's saying, you know, I, I, we, we like pets, you know, snakes, and, you know, we got this python. In fact, you know, it's, it sleeps with us in the bed. But the thing about it is I noticed that, and it was a female snake. She really loves me. Because my husband, she, this, this snake won't ever get next to him. But in the middle of the night, it, it unwraps itself and lays right beside me and snuggles up real close. That caller hung up. Another caller come in and says, you, you need to get a hold of that lady right away. He said, because that snake doesn't love you. That snake is sizing you out. If it has sufficient means to swallow you up. Is that not the same spiritual thing that we're facing Right now? Absolutely. The devil's been sizing up the church. Because the church, and I'm talking about the church as a universal thing. I'm not, you understand, I'm not pointing a finger to any particular. But we could apply that to your own life. See, if you compromise with the devil, he's just, he's, he, listen, I get tired of from a political standpoint. Well, we need to reach across the aisle. Why would you want to compromise with something that's evil? You understand what I'm saying? And it's all because people, the church hasn't had the fortitude to stand up on the word of God. So the devil's been sizing up the church to see if he could swallow it up. But I got news for you. There is some of us. You can size this up all you want to, but your head is coming off. Because the type of people that God, God's looking for in this last day, he's not, he's not looking out there at the crowds. Crowds doesn't make a church. You know what makes a church? Faith. God doesn't respect persons. He respects faith. You, you, got, you and I got to understand those kind of things. Okay? God's looking for faith in these last days. In fact, you read over there in Luke chapter 18 about the, the, the woman that, the widow woman went before the unjust judge. The latter part of that story says, and when the Son of Man returns, will he find such faith on earth? Are you hearing? I'm telling you he's going to find it. But he's, he's, I'm telling you he's looking for it. In fact, God told me 
after the pandemic, you know, when everybody got everything messed up, he said, Ronnie, I don't want you to try to appeal to crowds. I want you to look for the Gideon's 300. I, I want that to be your focus. And here's what I mean by that. People that are full of faith, because then you can touch the mass. You can change society. God used Gideon's 300 and delivered a whole nation. See, so that's what I want you to focus on. Now, I, I, I don't decide who those people are. They do. All right, moving right along. So we live in the last days, do we not? Okay. All right, give me a second here. Get my notes right. All right. Everybody say overcoming faith. All right, let's go to 1 John chapter 5. I tell you what, for time's sake, guys, just go to the Passion Translation. 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. Okay? Got it? Wave me, flag me down, something, whenever you got it. But it says, he, this is the victory. I'm, I'm going to use this right here where they're pulling that up. This is the victory that overcometh the world. Listen carefully to this phrase. Even our faith. That's the way it puts it into King James. Even our faith. Now, why does he use the word our? Is because God wants you to understand that he is giving you his faith. This is, this is not human faith. Human faith is fickled at best. It's based on circumstances and the feeling, how I feel about it. How you feel about anything doesn't mean anything. Because your feelings can lie to you. How many of you ever had your feelings lie to you? How many of you ever had your feelings on your shoulder? So your feelings is not, well, I feel it. Well, I, I don't see the word feeling faith in the Bible. I do, however, see Jesus saw their faith. How did he see it? By what they did follow so feeling I mean don't misunderstand me I, I like to feel good I'd rather feel good than bad anybody with me okay but feeling does not is not the basis of faith in the Bible feeling is based upon one thing and one thing only Romans 10 17 faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now listen very carefully. A lot of people say, well, I've heard that before. Listen to what it doesn't say. It doesn't say faith comes by you having heard. I don't care how long you've been around, you need to hear it again. You need to hear the word of God again. 
For man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds forth from the mouth of God. Is that what Jesus said? Absolutely. Let me ask you a question. How many of you ever ate a, a tortilla one time? Okay, you ate it one time. How many of you are nourished today from having ate it in the past years? That's what you need to understand. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, what is faith? It is, a, it is a Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. We are not referring here again to human faith. We're talking about God's faith. God has faith in what he says. So when he speaks and you hear it and you choose to believe it, the substance that's in it is released to empower you. Now stay with me just a minute because i got to go back over this. I've, you've probably heard it if you've been following along at all in the last number of weeks. However, I want to bring it to your attention again. That word substance is very important. It's a substance you can't see. Nevertheless, it's more so real than anything you do see. Now in Hebrews chapter 11, I mean chapter 1 verse 3 says, speaking of Jesus, who in describing him, who in the brightness of God's glory and the expressed image of God's person. Now that word person is the same word in Hebrews 11.1. 1. Same word. It says, faith is the substance in the Greek. Faith is the substance. That word person there in Hebrews 1.3 could be read like this. Who in the brightness of his glory and the expressed image of God's substance. It not only means substance or person, but it also means essence. So the expressed image of God's essence. So faith, the God kind of faith, is the, ex is the substance or the person or the essence of God's being. So let me give this to you so you'll, you'll see how I put it together here. When God speaks, the essence of his being is in what he says. Let's say that one more time. When God speaks, the essence, the person, the substance of his being is in what he says. So now you understand when God when God speaks 
the substance of his being is in what he spoke and what he said. In other words, if God promised something, he spoke a promise, then the very essence, the person or the substance of his being is in that promise. Do you understand that? Let me put it, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. When God says in his word, by my stripes, you are healed. That's a promise, right? Now, we know that he fulfilled that, but it is a promise to those of us that may be in attack by sickness, right? But what we're not receiving and understanding, well, I, I, I hope God will heal me. God, will you please heal me? No, 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 no. When God made the promise, the very substance of his being, his person, the essence of who he is, is in that promise. Do you understand that? Why does he promise to heal you? Because the essence of his being is he is the healer. Do, do, are, you, are you understanding it? See, some people think they use prayer really more as a wish, not even a hope, because we use the, we use the biblical term hope and because of the world's way of thinking. And, and they use the word faith too. And when they mean faith, they don't mean the God kind of faith. But when God talks out of his word, that's what you got to, you got to start looking at the word of God in, in, in line with who he is. His word and him are the same. So, faith, the essence of God's being, his person, his substance, his substance is given to us when we hear it. And I don't mean superficially. I'm talking about diligently hearing it. When you diligently hear it, the substance of his being is going to bring to pass what you hope for. This is how God created the heavens and the earth. When, see, anytime God tells you to do something, anytime, it's because he does it himself. And when God tells you don't do something, it's because he doesn't do it. When God says don't murder, because he's not a murderer. When God says don't lie, don't bear false witness, it's because he's not a liar. That lets you know that if you do these things, who are you following? And, and that's what we were talking about earlier when, when you mix the substance of God's being 
and what you're hearing from the Word of God, then when God says to don't do something, the substance not to do it is there. Okay, can I help you to understand something? How many of you want to wake up right now? Anytime you lie, you chose to do so. I just can't help it, Pastor Ronnie. I just don't tell the truth. Because that lets us know you haven't been hearing from the Word of God. You've been hearing all right, but the substance of the corrupter, the deceiver now, has caused you to do something that God doesn't want you to do. Are you here? You're still here. I'm going real slow right now. Because I want to provoke you to think in a different way. Now, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And let me just turn there. I want, to, I want to make sure you hear this real well. Galatians chapter 2. I guess y'all must be having a problem up there, guys. Y'all are forgiven. It's okay. Everybody say, it's okay. You know, what did we do when we didn't have somebody? Oh, you got it. Okay. All right, look at this. This is what Paul said. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, watch this, watch this, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So we're not talking about your faith, we're talking about His faith that He gives to us when we hear the Word of God. Okay. Who loved us, who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, can you pull it up in the message translation? I think I'll just shake you up a little bit. Can you do that? All right, watch this. My identity has been co-crucified. I like that. With Messiah and no longer lives for the nails of his cross crucified me with him and now the essence the substance the person of this new life is no longer mine for the anointed one lives his life through me we live in union as one my new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God, who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into me. I ought to hear you shout all the way home. See, God has never wanted you to produce his life or try to. What he wants you to do is learn how to believe him. That when he speaks, he's not just pumping words into the air. When he speaks, he wants you to accept it as the absolute truth that it is. 
And then he wants you to do what Jesus said. I don't do anything that I don't see my father do. I don't say anything that I don't hear my father say. And I know what's going through your religious head because it went through mine. Yeah, but Jesus, that's you. Here's what we don't realize is when Jesus poured out, after his ascension, he poured out the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the very person of Jesus himself. Now listen very carefully. Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Well, that's Jesus. Well, he's going to anoint you with the same anointing if you believe him. In fact, in the book of Luke, John said this way. He said, I baptize you with water, but there's one coming after me who will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Okay? 500 people saw Jesus ascend. And the angel said, why are you standing here gazing? This same Jesus that went that way is going to come back the same way. Get yourself, I'm saying it, Ronnie Allen, South Texas language. Get yourself to Jerusalem. He just got through telling you that the promise of the Father's coming be there in Jerusalem in that upper room for the, 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 the gift of the Holy Ghost is fixing to be poured out. Get yourself to that upper room. 500 people heard that. 120 people showed up. Are you following me? I'm going to tell you right now because I've pastored for a long time. I've seen the building full and I've seen it empty. In fact, me and Zona came and had church through the whole COVID thing. I got up here and preached. I don't know how many people, if anybody was listening online, I don't know. But I can tell you this. I preached like the place was full. Zona, when she spoke, she spoke like the place was full. Why? Because it's the word of God whether anybody shows up or if they don't. Whether anybody takes it or not. The word of God's true. I'm going to put it to you. I love you. I love you. I love you. But I'm going to put it to you like this. And I've said this years ago, so I'm going to say it now. It's worth repeating. If you were standing here and God was standing right here with his word, and you go that way, and God goes that way, I'm going with God. follow and that's what God's looking for in this generation if he can find that kind of people then guess what our society's got a dog's chance in these last days without it we don't 
Do you believe God? Now listen very carefully. Believing is not the same thing as faith. Everybody believes something. You can believe the devil. You can believe that python spirit that's in, loose in our generation. You can believe that. Romans 10.10 says, For with the heart man believeth. The heart man believeth. So what does that mean? That means God has created in mankind a believing mechanism. God himself has a heart to believe. You're created in his image and his life. I'm going to help you right here. No other creature... has what we're talking about. Dogs don't believe. Neither does modern technology. Okay? You're the only creature that has been given a heart to believe. Now, what does that mean to believe? The very definition of the word believe. The very definition of the word believe means to hold something to be true. Anything you've ever believed, even if it's been a lie, you thought it was the truth or you wouldn't have believed it. In fact, I have known nobody that says, I'm going to get up today and I'm going to intentionally believe a lie. Why? Because your heart is designed to search things out and wants to believe the truth. Jesus said in John's gospel, if you will continue in my word, then you are my, di my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What does the truth do? Makes you free. And notice this. It's not truth that sets you free. It's truth you know that makes you free. Are you understanding the difference? We have a whole generation that is in a state of confusion. Chaos. Their heart is still believing. Their heart is still believing. It's so screwed up. It's obvious around everybody around them. Well, most everybody around them. Now, some of them that are around them are starting to side in with them. It's obvious. Can't you see the truth around you? Listen, if you were born a female, you ain't a gonna ever, ever, ever be a man. If you're born a man, you ain't ever, ever going to have a baby. Their hearts are still believing. But it's not the truth. And because it's not the truth, it doesn't make them free. You understand what I'm talking about? I want to make sure you understand. That's why we understand in Proverbs chapter 4 where he makes this statement. Guard your heart with all diligence. 
for out of it flow the issues of life. Another translation says it sets the boundaries of your life. You got to guard your heart. The most important aspect of your being is your believing. And if the spirit of deception is loosed in our generation, and this python spirit is trying to size you up, to swallow you up with that lie, you're going to have to focus on the word of God and more so as you see the day approaching. The darker it gets out there, the brighter the light of truth will shine because of the contrast. And you'll notice something. If we turn the lights out in this building, and it was totally dark in this building, we flip the lights on. Light does not right, try to reach across the aisle to compromise with darkness. What happens when you turn the light on? Darkness scrams. Now that's why you need to understand we need to demand that our leadership in our country acknowledge the word of God. Without it, I don't care how suave they are, they're a snake in the grass until they acknowledge the word of God. Are you, are you understanding now? I, I, you say, well, Pastor Ronnie, that's just your opinion. Well, you have a right to be wrong. I've stayed in the word of God long enough that I know. I know the truth. Now, listen carefully to 1 John 5, 4 again. This is the victory that overcomes the world. That term world there is referring to the systems that are set up on the earth, listen carefully, that are set up on the earth by the God of this system. And in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, says that Satan is the God, with a little g, of this world. Every system Every system that's without God is broken. Name any system you want to. Just name any of them. Political system in the United States is broken. Justice system is broken. Are you following me? Educational system, broken. Economic system broken all the systems are broken and let me tell you what these systems do they try to get they try to maneuver people to break down the established system of God let me give you an example the government says your children belong to the government That is anti-God and anti-God system. It's a spirit of the Antichrist. 
Are you following me? You still with me now? I don't want you to go home just yet. You get to eat today. Some of you look like you could fast. Y'all loving Jesus. Don't get upset. Just chill out, will you? <laughs> Notice what I, I'm not asking about myself. But these systems are broken. God set up the kingdom of God. And inside the kingdom of God, he has systems. If you don't believe that, when God created the heavens and the earth and he spoke light out of darkness, he began to set up a system that was governed by light. In fact, the sign, the moon, and stars is in the solar system. Your physical body has systems. You got a respiratory system. Are you following? You got a, cir a circulatory system. You got a digestive system. Hello? So you got different systems. When Adam and Eve fell in the garden, the devil became the god of this world, and he began to set up his own systems, and all those systems that he's setting up is designed by him to rebel against and over, try to overtake the systems God set up. Are you following? And it was when Jesus came that Jesus came and set up the kingdom of God. Now listen very carefully. Here's another thing that sometimes we misunderstand. We'll make this statement. The kingdom of God is coming. The kingdom of God's already here. Now, I, I, the, the fulfillment, the culmination of that kingdom, we know is yet to come, but the kingdom of God's already here. Because they asked Jesus, said, well, when, when will the kingdom come? And he said, the kingdom of God doesn't come with observation. kingdom of God comes with power. And, it's, and he goes on to say, the kingdom of God is within you. Believing the truth, the heart. Are you with me? Now this is equipping you. Because you're going to go out in your everyday life. You're going, you're going to have to mingle in society. And we're in this world, but we're not of it. And listen to what Jesus, I mean what Paul said. Paul made this statement. Don't, Romans 12 2, don't. You got to mix it with faith. There's one of the don'ts. Did you hear that? Don't, everybody say don't. You can do this. Listen carefully. You can do this. You can do this if you will believe the truth. Don't be conformed. But be ye transformed. I can be transformed. 
In fact, I am still being transformed. Pastor Zona knows that I'm not what I used to be. And she's probably thanking God every day that I'm not going to remain the way I am. I've made some progress. It's hard to make those statements. That's not bragging. It's giving all the glory to Jesus. Be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. You know what he's saying? Change the way you think. Don't think in line of this system. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Oh, man. You're going to get a shock. I'm getting real close to finishing for this day. I just want you to remember the faith that will overcome this, these, this worldly systems. And notice there, it's to overcome. It's not to, not to compromise with them. The faith that overcomes these world systems and the lies that perpetrate it is the faith of Jesus. And the only way you're going to hear it is you're going to have to believe, listen carefully, you're going to have to believe what the Word of God says the way Jesus believed the Word of God says. Now, I know in your mind, see, in your mind, you're saying, yeah, but I'm not Jesus, Pastor Ronnie. I'm... You're conscious of your sin. You're not conscious of His righteousness. You need to be conscious of His righteousness. Let me ask you a question. Maybe this will help you. If sin was in this room, and God, all of a sudden, shows up in the same room. Which one's leaving? You see, when you start understanding that, all right, listen carefully. Jesus said, you're going to know, and you can find this in John chapter 14, 15, 16, 17. You need to study those. But he said, you're going to find out. He's talking to his disciples. You're going to find out that I'm in the Father. And the Father's in me. And I'm in you. Listen, pay attention right here. When he says, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus. I have, this is not in my notes. I'm not doing a way that when you die, leave this body, that he went and prepared a place for you in heaven. But I think is the more we put that off, the less we feel helped here. And let me tell you, when I get to heaven, I don't give a flip. Follow me? 
If you think heaven's over there groaning because of your misery, I got news for you. Heaven's, the Bible says they're cheering. They ain't moaning for you. Okay. When he says, in my father's house are many mansions. In my, listen to this, in my father's house, singular, are many mansions, plural. You keep reading it out of the King James and you'll miss over what I'm saying. You got to get the understanding of these words. In my father's house, that word mansion means rooms. In my father's house are many rooms. And I go to prepare a place for you that you can be in my father's house because he's in your room. Are you listening? The room he's talking about is you. Your heart. Please don't get mad. I know I've provoked you to think, but I'm trying to help you to understand something. God has made a place that in this nasty now and now, you and I don't have to be moaning, groaning, belly aching like the rest of the world and being a slave to this system. Your liberty has been paid for with the blood of Jesus. But you've got to start getting your believing lined out with what God said and decide that you're going to believe the truth of God's word above every bit of your training, all of your feelings, all of your inferiorities, all of the opinions of everybody around you. If it means walking the narrow path by yourself, so be it. So be it. Because you're never going to make a difference in this generation. If you go out there believing what they believe and reaching across the aisle to make them comfortable about being miserable. Are you understanding? God wants to train you and equip you. When you go out in that generation, you don't have a bunch of murmuring in your mouth. You've got a bunch of praise God, hallelujah. This is nothing. This is, this is an opportunity for the power and the glory of God to be revealed to a generation that doesn't know Jesus. The last thing I'll leave with you is this. Pastor Art Aragon made a statement years ago. And I'll never forget it. He said, if you don't use faith on purpose, talking about the God kind of faith, then the purpose of faith is lost. Now listen very carefully. I, I, I'm not here making your decisions for you. Zona and I has already made our decisions. I'm talking to everybody that will listen. You got to decide you're going to live by the faith of the Son of God. The Bible says, The just 
shall live by faith. And then another place it says, if we live by faith, let us also walk by faith. There are steps of faith. Listen carefully. Here again, with our erroneous understanding, even in our Christian songs. Nowhere in the Bible does it say take a leap of faith. But because you heard it in a song, then you'll make this phrase, well, I just got to jump out there by faith. No, you don't. You walk by faith. Now, don't misunderstand. Every step you take is a walk. You can pick up the pace. Running is walking fast. And that's what he said over there in the book of Habakkuk. Write the vision, make it plain, that those that read it may run with it. He didn't say skip a step. Are you listening now? First step is to hear. But I say here. It really means pay attention. Zona was telling years ago when Matthew was little, he was getting ready for Sunday morning. And she told him, hurry up, son, get ready, get ready. Zona went in there and finished getting ready. He came back. He still hadn't done nothing. Sounded like a lot of Christians I know. Get ready, get ready. We got, we got to leave. He went in there and he had, I don't know, he hadn't changed clothes out of his pajamas or something. He's probably trying to watch cartoons. I don't know what he's doing. And she said, didn't you hear me? I told you to get ready. And he said, Mom, I heard you, but I wasn't listening. I'm talking about everybody that goes to the other church. But the first step is to hear. Second step. Second step. Meditate on what you've heard. Some people won't even write it down. Another preacher that we've had years ago, and I'll, I'll never forget, he made the, it was a simple sermon, simple teaching. Always have a pen and paper available for the Holy Ghost. If you'll make that available, God will talk to you. God wants to talk to you. I'm talking about your life. He wants to talk to you, but he's got to know that you're serious enough to write it down and so you don't forget it. Then read it often. Meditate. Everybody say meditate. The third step. The third step is to speak it. Part of meditating is to speak to yourself. Confession brings possession. And the biggest thing confession does that possesses is you. When you start off, your head, you're going to have a battle with your head and your heart. And you, that's why you need confession. We have confessions when we start our service. Here's the reason why. Confession brings possession. I want it to possess you. The more you say it, the more it's going to get. That's part of meditating. We're not here to act religious. Then when we get to this third step, when I say speak it, 
We're not talking about speaking it to try to get your mind renewed. We're talking about speaking it now in faith. You got substance behind it. It's not empty words. You're speaking with substance in it. God said, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. God said that. Now, I am fully convinced. I've meditated on this. And now, it, it comes from my heart, and it's not from my head. And I'm speaking it out of my mouth. I'll live long and strong. Are you following me? Now, when you're speaking, it's got substance to it. Are you following now? It's got some power that can make you do it. The fourth step is do it. Just do it. John, uh, James puts it like this. Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, he shall be blessed in his deeds. Now you do it. You've got the ability to do it now because now faith is coming out of here and you're, you've squashed all the question marks and the doubts that's bombarded your brain. Now you're in the fourth phase of it. It's got some power behind it. Now the reason why I'm telling you, Zona and I have proven this over and over again. And I'm going to make this, I told you I was going to close, right? I met a preacher one time that says, we got four, four closings. No, but I really want to equip you with this. I am so grateful, so grateful that I seen my mom and dad live what I'm talking about. I was th about three years old, just two blocks up here on Roosevelt. A drunk man at midnight, without his lights on, ran a stop sign. Hit my mom and dad's car, broadside, flipped it three times. And it wound up over there where what you see is the back of Walmart now. They wound up in the hospital, both of them unconscious. They woke up in the hospital. Dad's spleen was ruptured. They had to take him into emergency surgery. And he was two weeks in the hospital. My mother, it crushed her. It broke both legs, but it crushed one of them. My mom spent two months in the hospital. And <clears throat> at the end of that two months, the doctors come to the conclusions there's not anything else we can do for your leg. We got to amputate it. And my dad said, Doc, let me go home and pray about this. I'll come back tomorrow with an answer. So dad went home and prayed. And as he prayed, the Holy Spirit said, my mom's first name was Juanita, said Juanita's going to be all right. He came back to the doctor the next day because he's going to meet with mom and dad. Dad had conferred with mom what, that, what, what, he, what he heard from the Lord. 
And the doctor says, okay, you know, we're here to meet about the amputation. And, and my dad says, well, doc, I prayed that this is what God told me, that Juanita's going to be all right. And my mom spoke up. And she said, that means with my leg. Well, the doctor is shaking his head. I mean, he's kind of like somebody slapped him in the face. He said, well, there's not much we can do. We're going to start wrapping things up. We're going to have to send you home. A couple of days later, they did bring my mother home. Had the hospital bed there for her when she got home. And they had to bring her in an ambulance, by the way. And uh, my mom told my dad, said, look, if I die, you stay in this room, don't come out. And this is where the rubber meets the road, folks. This is difference in hearing and doing. But you can't do it if you ain't heard it. That's what I'm saying. You've got to settle it with your, with, your, with your heart over your head. And for 10 days, it looked like my mother was going to die. She couldn't eat anything. She couldn't even drink water. Sips of water would cause her to vomit. Every day, the nurses would come, dress her leg, and pick out little pieces of shattered bone. It looked bad for 10 days. After about 10 days, I don't know if it was the 11th or 12th day, somewhere in there. I'm so young that I get to stay home. None of the rest of them were there. They're all either married or gone or in school or at work. But brother and sister Taylor came. I don't know, somewhere about the 12th day or so. And my grandmother was there, Grandma Harlan, making lunch. And they came in to see my mom. And mom and dad was, I mean, of course, they came in the room and dad was with them and they visited with her for a few minutes. And then my grandmother said, lunch is ready. My mom turned to my dad and said, get me my wheelchair. And she hadn't been out of bed in 10 days. She hadn't had nothing to eat in 10 days. At this point, she hadn't had nothing to eat. So they wheeled her to the table. They said the blessing. And my mom reached right across over the table. She's the first one. This kind of caught everybody off guard. She grabbed her plate, went over to the bowl of pinto beans, and filled it. Reached over there to the cornbread, got her a piece of cornbread. And she looked over, what are those little onions that got the green stems on them? Okay. She reached over and got her two or three of those because she never eat beans and cornbread without those. And my dad looked at her and said, Juanita, what are you doing? She says, I'm going to eat. I'll never forget it. I was there. I may have been only three, but I paid attention. And she ate that whole plate. My dad's sitting there, brother and sister Taylor's sitting there, and my dad's got his mouth open. She finishes the plate. 
and she shoves it back over to the bowl of beans and fills it up again. Grabs her another piece of cornbread and grabs some onions. About that time, Brother Taylor burst out laughing. And I think he kind of just put his hand on his dad's shoulder and said, Brother Allen, you might as well eat. She's healed. Now, everybody looks at that and thinks, well, now, that's a wonderful testimony. But you had to walk by faith until you got to the total manifestation of what she believed back in the hospital. It was two years before my mother ever walked. At the age of 94, when she passed on, she had her leg. Now listen very carefully. This is the kind of thing I'm talking about. It's the only thing that will overcome these systems. We thank God for what doctors do. But we are from another kingdom. Father, I thank you for right now that every person, we've all, we've all got things that we're up against. But you said, greater are you that's within us than he that is in the world. You've given us your very faith that created the heavens and the earth to change our circumstances. We don't have to believe the lies of this corrupt kingdom that the devil controls on this earth because we have the kingdom of God that lives within us. Father, if there's anybody here that doesn't know you, that's what you're inviting them into. The kingdom of God where he, where you rule their heart. Glory to God. Father, there may be somebody viewing by live stream that doesn't know you. Today, I thank you that you drew them here by your spirit. And because you're moving upon them, I thank you, Father, right now that they will boldly declare your lordship over their lives. Because they want to believe, they, they believe that you were raised from the dead. Now, Father, if there's anyone here that needs healing in their body this very moment, listen carefully, listen, listen. I want to deal with somebody's head that's got a problem right now your age has nothing to do with the promise of God don't you chalk it up and say well I, it's just my old body I know your body wears out but it can wear out before it's supposed to listen carefully if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you he quickens he quickens your mortal body by His Spirit that lives in you. Glory to God. Glory to God. You need healing right now. You need to take it by faith. 
Believe the truth that by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed, no matter your age. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Not today, devil, not today. Not ever again. I've been exposed to the truth of the gospel. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Do we have any believers here? Glory to God. 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 Every person that needs a miracle, stand to your feet. Take it. Take it right now. Right now. The spirit of faith, the same spirit of faith is here today as was in the Bible times. Glory to God. These, his word is just as true to this generation as it one was when David slew Goliath. Glory to God. Or when Peter took the lame man by the hand and raised him up in the front of the gate, beautiful. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We take it, Father. We take it. We decide. We're making it known. We believe the Word of God. We take you at your word. Glory to God. And we declare, we declare today, America will not go to hell in a handbasket, not on our watch. Not on our watch. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now you understand where we're going when I make that statement. We're going there. We're going there. God wants us to get into that kind of faith where we can see a a whole nation turned around. God said in the last days, I'm going to pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters would prophesy. Glory to God. Your young men would dream dreams and your old men would see visions or whichever way it was. I'm, I'm in between both. I'm still dreaming. I'm still seeing visions. Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. Now listen carefully. Don't let the devil steal when you walk out this door when you're by yourself learn to talk back to your head say don't you dare oh katabasa hallelujah oh thank you lord Glory to God, the spirit of faith is here. The spirit of faith, the same spirit of faith. We believe and we speak just like they did. We believe and we speak it. Glory to God, glory to God. Now listen, do you believe? Now don't listen carefully before you say you believe, listen. Do you believe? that God can help us touch 1 
thousand people that doesn't know him. Now you understand why I got, I'm talking to, to, to the 300 here. I ain't, I ain't talking, listen, I ain't talking to somebody that wants to meal a mouth, uh, uh, go and play church and say, well, I've been there. I tried faith. No, faith tried you. Found you were not working. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. 1,000 people, 1,000. 1,000 people that doesn't know you, Jesus. Swept into the kingdom of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We already found out that there were, Wednesday night, that we got 998 to go. <laughs> Are you here? Glory to God. You can gripe, bellyache about what's going on in this generation, or you can let God put us a fire inside your bones. Glory to God. And we can come across, hallelujah, and command the devil to break loose from their understanding and the gospel sweep them into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. How many of you taken your miracle? You're gonna take it. You're gonna take it home with you. You're gonna leave it here. You're gonna take it home with you. Listen, I expect to hear testimonies. Already, God, you get up here and flap your jaws, man. And I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. You're gonna get up here flapping your jaws. You may not be able to get through half of it because you're gonna be so excited. Look what the Lord's done. Glory to God. Father, if I'm wild for you, that's okay. You've only seen half of it. Father, I thank you right now. And as we get ready to leave this place, I thank you that your grace surrounds us like a shield. Follows us wherever we go. We hear your voice. The voice of another we won't follow. We thank you, Father, that you've given your angels charge over us, our families, our properties, and our goods. And you've given us the name that's above every name to use, which we invoke right now and say this in the name of Jesus, we declare there will be no tragedy named among any of us. Now, Father, I thank you that you fill us so full of your love that as we go into our everyday lives, every person we come in contact with, your love oozes out of us and touches them with the gospel of the truth. Lord, we give you the praise. We give you the thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. Sit down for a moment. I forgot something. I got so busy, I forgot this. This is the first of the month. I told you at the first of the month. God helps me to keep my word. We're going to take up an offering. This is not tithe. This is an offering. We're going to, we're going to start a Bible-believing school. All right? 
in August of 2024. We're getting everything laid out for it. So we're going to give you an opportunity if you'd like to give an offering towards it. We've been, first of the month, I said we're going to take up an offering. I only want you to do what God tells you to do. All right? That's all I want you to do. If you want to put it in an envelope, you're going to put it in an envelope. Just put for uh, our school. Just put school. We'll know what it goes for. If you want to give online, you can do the same thing. Just put school. Glory to God. We're going to give you that opportunity. Amen? I know y'all would, y'all would, would not let me quit until I did that. I am grateful because we're not having to beg, borrow, or plead. God's going to provide it. Amen. And if he uses you or me, we're glad to. Amen. Glory to God. Richard, we're going to sing out of here. What are we going to sing out of here? The room. Okay. Let's do it. To get me to you. Sing that again. Tear off the roof. Tear off the roof. Lower me down. Whatever it takes to get me to you. Elijah was a man with the same passions that we had. 
James says this. And he said, it won't rain until I say so. After three and a half years, the Bible says that he sought the Lord diligently. And it rained. Do not think that this high-pressure system, and the weather will say, the weather people will say this is, well, this is normal for South Texas. No, it's not. Summertime does not mean desert time. Now, listen to me. Right now, while the spirit of faith is here, I want you to believe God with me. We're going to command this high-pressure system to move out. Now, I'm not waiting until the weather changes to start praying for rain. Right now. Now, Father, we thank you. Oh, we thank you. You're the God of the impossible. And even the weather obeys you. That's what you said in your word. You said you'd give us rain in due season. You'd give us the former rain, the latter rain. And Father God, right now, we speak to the elements that's trying to keep down the summer rains, and we command you, through the authority of the name of Jesus, to move out of the way and let God perform his word. In fact, his word is going to force you to move. You've been a hindrance long enough. We're not coming against the season. We're coming against the thing that wants to make this a desert place. In the name of Jesus, we speak forth rain. The sound of abundance of rain. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you for it, Father. I'm not talking about six weeks from now. The Bible says, when you pray, believe that you receive them. Jesus said it. Receive the things that you petition, and you'll have them. We receive it right now, and time is on our side. Glory to God. Now you can go home. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.